Okay, good. Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. And talking about our conversation, by the way, Pastor David James, we're here. And uh, we were having, you know, it's just some pre show um, convo convo about Thanksgiving. Uh You know, it it was a little different for everybody this year. And uh, so we, we were talking about. We had our Thanksgiving on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So when Thanksgiving came rolling around, uh, there was nothing to do. Like everybody was doing Thanksgiving with their other families. And it was just like me, Sandra, and the two boys sitting at the, ho- at the house. And we were like, I know what we need to do. And she was just like, what? And y'all know it. We went to Lubies. Oh, that's right. I hit you with the trombone. I thought one. I was going to get the. No. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, no, I wouldn't disrespect that button like that. Look at this. I'm going to show James the picture of oh the Lubies line. It's so sad. It's a cafeteria tray. Oh, that's with mediocre best. food there. Oh. That's overpriced. <sighs> Oh, look at you Man. going to spend too much money on mediocre food on a holiday. Gosh, happy Thanksgiving. We, you know, actually, we got some really fresh food because we yeah. went out of like... nobody was there. <laughs> no, 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 no. We went at a weird time. So lunch was over, but dinner hadn't started yet. So they hadn't got the, the food out That's yet. That's usually the worst time because <laughs> but, they got all the leftovers. No, there was from, no leftovers. So they had to make So food. they was making it when we got there. So they gave us our little numbers and they brought all the fresh food out, which was pretty cool. Took so, it took it from a, a five out of ten to like a six out of ten. No, I mean it was good. Price is I, I got a. I think I got chicken fried steak. You yeah, know, it was it was, it was all right. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. It was good. Yeah. I ate the whole thing. It was a big old big old chicken fried steak. I told him my mom made a Luby's joke to me the other day. And, what was uh, the joke? Yeah, she was. was, was I, we were, was it like? Oh, a, was heard. it a refuge project? It was, but joke, which joke? means she must have just listened to some Luke episode where we talk which we haven't talked about lubies in a while so she's backed up yeah but we were supposed to go to lunch after church with her and she's like maybe i know where we are yeah she's all excited to say it she's like maybe we could go to lubies and i said i'm pretty sure those are shut down mom uh, <laughs> they're still open in uh baytown texas uh, baby you ever want to just swing by and get your lubies on Thanksgiving? If you ever swimming through the dirty bay, you can stop at. Uh, uh, I tell you what, when we was uh, when I was working at ZXP, uh, we used to order Thanksgiving uh, food from Lubies for the whole plant. It was actually pretty good. They're what you know, whatever takeout or catering. Yeah, is that so. what the uh, the people that were eating for free said? They said, "Yeah, no, thanks. This, <laughs> this is, is so the great. best free turkey I've ever had." Said that, yeah, it's yeah. reliable. It's <laughs> 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 just reliable. It's like you telling your mom thanks for the underwear as a present. You're like, oh yeah, no, this is. Oh, really? No, I needed. Would you know? Okay. Although I really do need some underwear. So, so I've mom- come to the point in life that. I really don't need anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I throughout the years, fortunately, I'm in a position enough where if I want it, you I just go it. buy it. Yeah. You know, but it, it becomes a problem mm-hmm. when your birthday comes and Christmas comes that 
you don't have anything that you want, and so you do ask for those things. Yeah. You know, the you know the undergarments and <laughs> white t-shirts and underwear and socks and stuff like that. My mom always ends up getting me work clothes because I just I can't get myself to buy new ones most yeah. of the time because it's just they get. They get worn out and dirty like shortly after you own them. Right, right. And, and you know, as soon as, it's one of those things. Also, as soon as you walk into work, you're somehow you're immediately dirty. Somehow they never like stay looking nice and smelling nice. As soon as you get in there, it's just they're kind of nasty, and you don't want to wear nice things there yeah. because they're gonna get nasty. That so was you kind of uh, keep the old. Back in the day, uh, Adam would come home and his Chick Fil A shoes would be oh, gross, yeah. disgusting. But you you just bought them two yeah. months ago. Yeah, you know, like, I don't want to buy. You can't, buy, you can't buy new shoes every six weeks with yeah. your own Chick Fil A budget. So, yeah. Well, yeah, so I'll have I'll wear the same pair of sorry shoes for so until you just can't wear them anymore. I dude, when I was at Chick Fil A, I worked. Uh, I had some shoes that the the bottom was coming off. Oh, you they know? were flapping, yeah, they sticking flap their tongue over. out. So I just they there was some black uh, like gorilla tape there, and I just taped them up, and I wore them for another month before some eventually a manager's like, "Hey, you can't wear tape." To the <laughs> like seventeen year old me was a... like, "What? Man? But I want to buy more shoes. Are you kidding me? This <laughs> y'all didn't give me a shoe budget. Yeah, this is crazy. This is your shoe." It's just, <laughs> But she'll usually get me those things, so she'll buy me some shoes, yeah, and some new pairs of black pants, you know. And it's actually nice because I, I can't hardly get myself to buy new. So ones. what did you ask for for Christmas? I haven't asked her for anything yet, but she in general. I asked. Um, I did ask for a couple of microphones. There's okay. a couple of these mics that I yeah. want, and I told Tara that the other day, and uh, she. She was telling me, like, hey, my mom wants to know what you want for Christmas. So I sent her that mic, too, because I want two of these mics. Two of them. So I can do some stereo oh, stuff, you know. Yeah. Dolby. So, uh. Hey, what's the difference between Dolby? Dolby. And stereo. I don't know. Dolby what, sound? I don't know. What, is Dolby, like, the four Maybe point that's thing what it is. where it's like you got you left, pro- front, left, left front, left rear, right front, right rear? That's Maybe that's what that. it is because you only see Dolby in, like, home entertainment. So that's probably what I don't it know is. what Dolby actually is, but there's mono, which is where everything's in the same spot. Then there's stereo, which is where you have a left and right. So when you got headphones on, you could, if you hear stuff coming out of your left ear, you know it's panned that way or the other way. And then there's like all the movie stuff where it's like there's a front left and a back left. Yeah, that's the surround like sound. Is. And then I think there's a <clears throat> that's like four point something or five point something where it's like there's four different points you can mix it to. Is it like front left, back left, right, and then the center? And I think there, but I think now there's even like seven and nine where they put like in between the front left, and I don't know. That's not my expertise. No, you're just like turn the bass up. Yeah, turn up the bass. (laughs) (laughs) More cowbell. I just just sit in the back and go turn it up. More monitor, please. Yeah, I I can't hear myself. More my monitor. Oh man. Life is good though, man. Life is good. You showed up today. This is what? What is this? December the sixth. Yeah, because right? yesterday was my brother's birthday. There, here's the birthday. There it is. There, there it is. Twenty five. Twenty five. How long have been? There it is. Um, December sixth. James shows up in a a flowered <laughs> flowered shirt and a pair of shorts. And flip flops. And flip flops. Yes. December 
six. I have a hoodie, but I had to take it off. It was too. It was too hot and muggy. Too hot. Yeah. Woke up today and it was seventy degrees outside in the morning. Okay. I don't know where y'all listen. <laughs> But it's 70 degrees in December here. In the morning. In the morning. In the morning. I liked the in the morning. That was Yeah. Good. Walk outside and drink a cup of coffee thinking you're going to get a nice cool breeze in your face. you to have the iced coffee. And you get slapped by 90% humidity. Yeah. You get overwhelmed. Oh, my gosh. I got to tell you this. Okay. Tell me. I totally forgot and then just remembered. Okay. Last night, I have some guys at my house. We're recording some stuff for them. As we're leaving, we're packing up all their gear, taking it out to their cars and stuff. And then we, uh, we're we finished, and we're stopped right outside my front door. And so there are there's some trash cans right next to my door, and uh, which, by the way, I have a Oh, wife. raccoons? Listen. Are the was, raccoons back? Listen. Are the I, raccoons I, back? One of my trash cans, because you remember like a week ago it kept raining mm-hmm. like really, really hard every day for yep. a few days. So I a couple days ago I noticed one of my trash cans had like, a foot or so of water in it because it didn't have a lid and I guess it just been collecting all that water and I noticed that but I never kicked it over and poured the water out of anything. and so that was a day or two ago so today I what or yesterday while we were standing there talking about stuff as they were about to leave <coughs> I peeked in that trash can because I was standing right next to it and I was like oh I wonder if that water's so, and in there is the biggest possum oh I've that's what it was the possums it was another it was but this was like twice the size of the one that I had ran out a year ago. Was it ago. drowned? It was dead. It was floating in the water. Oh, got in, couldn't get out. I guess. Got tired of swimming. And uh Them were the ugliest looking things. Oh, it was they nasty. Like and I'm sitting there and I said I said, guys, you're not look at this. <laughs> and, they're, and they're just like, oh what? And then they all start going, Oh yeah, I thought I smelled something when I got here. I thought I smelled this and that. And I said, fellas. <laughs> I said, I know I'm not the tidiest. I'm like pretty organized and pretty clean for the most part. I said, I said, but if you smell death at my house, just let a brother know something's wrong. That's not just how I'm living. You know, I said, that's, I'm not that. I like to think you think I'm a little cleaner than that. Uh, and they were just like, yeah, well, I didn't really smell that much, but just walking up, I thought I might have smelled something. And I said, yeah, well, it's this dead possum sitting here by my front door. So then I had to go like dump it out in the yard and. Put it in some trash bags and oh, it was old possum. Yeah. So I do got an update. I got to tell you. Tell me about it. You remember nobody? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember nobody. Well, nobody turned into somebody. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah. Well, it? I mean, I don't. I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he wants you to update the people. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes I forget that people that listen to this podcast are also his youth leaders and, you know, family friends yeah. and stuff like that. So it gets back to him. Did you know? he ever say something to you? He went back and listened to it. He was just like, well, you know, you know, by being part of. This is his son, by the way. I don't know if you, if yeah, you missed yeah. that. Yeah, my son, first girlfriend, I guess, and he, she was nobody at first. Every time I ask about, you know, she was nobody. And Anyways. Turned into a whole thing, and we talked about it for like 20 minutes for yeah. the episode on accident. So, you know, I pulled him to side. I was just like, hey, man, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to have a girlfriend, just, just be truthful with me. Don't, you know, don't go around and... I don't even know if I, I mentioned it, but, you know, 
he was saying he was going to get grab some chicken nuggets or whatever, and then we oh. pulled up on him, and he was sitting there with the girl. You know, no chicken nuggets. No, I mean, he had they had they were they were eating. Okay, so know? he didn't lie about it, but he kind of lied about it because we we said, "Hey, come, you know, and come eat dinner with us," because we were going to eat dinner. He had to go right back to school for private lessons, and then we were like, "Hey," and then all of a sudden, like things changed real quick, and he was just like, "Hey, I'm just going to run through." McDonald's and get me something and then I'm gonna go and I said by yourself and he was just like yeah 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 I'm just gonna go by myself you know and uh, so I said I'm gonna check uh, on you he told you by himself I already had the, you know I had the dad feeling going on I said you never eat chicken nuggets by yourself no not by yourself you know you always say dad will you come eat some nuggets with me I want to eat these by myself <laughs> so we we finished eating and we pulled through, you know, we kind of drove around the building to McDonald's and there he was with this little cute girl, you know. And the, the, the saddest part about the whole deal is Noah from the back seat, his little brother going, well, well, why would he lie? <laughs> and his brother was heartbroken because he got caught in a lie. <laughs> But why would he lie? <laughs> he turned into Tiny Tim. <laughs> but, but, father. Father. But why? But why would he not tell us the truth? Is? <laughs> and what did you tell him? I said, I don't know, Bubba. I said, I said girls will make you do some weird things sometimes. <laughs> and so you confronted him. Yeah, so you got home. You had to do the dad do, you know. And then, of course, you know, we're just friends and... You know, she just happened to be there. Yeah, you know, and, and then it turned into one of those things. We're just talking. Mm. So then, and then so at some point, I'm like trying to pull information. Like, let's uh-huh. get down to the truth. All I want you to do is be honest with me. Yeah, I can deal with anything as long as you're honest. Yeah. You know, and I would just tell him stories about his brother when his brother was doing things he shouldn't have been doing, but he was honest with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way, we know how to deal with it. Like we we know where we're coming from, and. um and so, and he just said, no, we're just talking. I said, okay, just talking. I says, when we just talk, do we hold hands while we just talk? <laughs> and he started. You're such a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then was just like, you know, he got a, got that whole weird teenage thing where he kind of like started like. Dad. I just- <laughs> So I'm just, bro, just just be honest with me. Uh-huh. You know, so he, he finally, you know, come to, I don't know if admitting it was a thing, because he, he admitted it with his body language, yeah. you know. Um, so we're dealing with the first girlfriend thing and yeah, all yeah, that. But fun. somebody didn't tell me, it's, it's fun. That's fun. So there, there's movie that? nights at our house like every other night now. Oh, she's you coming. Know? Bring her. So they got friends. He doesn't invite her by herself. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always got other friends with them, which yeah. is cool. At least they're not, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have to send. No oh, you up. mean there's movie nights like him and his friends? Yeah, movie nights. I thought I, you meant like the family has movie nights. No, no, no. Him and his friends. They don't invite us. Yeah. <laughs> I always send no up there, and we're like, go up there and open the door. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> Make sure he ain't lying anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Why would he lie? Why would he lie? Oh. So I did. This is what I did make him do. Uh-huh. So when, it, when you know, when it all happened, I said, hey, you need to go talk to your little brother. Mm. I said, because he's heartbroken that you lied. And he wants to be just like you. That's true. You yeah. know? And he was like, what am I supposed to say? I said, 
sorry. Yeah. You know, just let them know that you were sorry and you didn't, you know, you got caught up in stuff you shouldn't have done. You should have mm-hmm. told the truth. And uh, so that was like the worst thing that he had to do, you know, it was just like, cause he let his little brother down, yeah, you know, and for sure. And all my kids were real tight. You yeah. know, I remember my older kids, they were probably Joshua and Kelby were this, all of them were elementary. And, uh, you know, they were probably like five, six and eight or something like that. And, uh, so they're all outside playing basketball, and I think probably one of I think Adam was probably inside because he don't like to sweat. And uh, so, some, take that, Adam. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> Josh comes inside and said, "Somebody's being mean to Kelby." So they all three just like ganged up, and they're gonna go beat this little boy up for being mean Got to you. Kelby. I'm just Can't like, be mean to Kelby. Hey, everybody, relax. <laughs> We're not going around beating people up About because to roll some heads. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. The only time I got into kind of a fight was that kind of scenario with some dude uh, being mean to Ben. We were mm. on a cruise. I probably oh, yeah? I told you that story before. No, I heard that one. I was probably in like sixth grade or something, so Ben would have been early elementary. There was, and we took some cruise, and there was this, there's an arcade, and in the arcade, one of the, uh, most of the games you had to pay, you know, whatever to play them, but there was one car game. That was on free play, so you could just play it anytime you wanted. And we thought that was awesome. So All the, day. So the whole cruise, you know, you'd get, you'd be doing stuff, and you'd be like, what do we want to do? Let's go play the car game for a few times. And so at some point, we were supposed to go to dinner in like an hour or something, and Ben was like, hey, I'm gonna go, I wanna, let's go play that game real quick. And I said, no, nah, i got to get ready. You know, go, go ahead without me. I'll catch up or something. And so he goes up there, and I was still getting ready, and he comes back like real quick. And I said, what happened? You're not... You know, I thought you were going to play. And he's like, well, there's some kid playing the game, and he's not letting anybody play. I said, what do you mean he's not letting anybody play? He's like, yeah, he's not letting anybody play the game. And I said, come on, let's go see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so we go up there, and there's some kid sitting on the game. And he's not even playing. He's just sitting there. Just oh, he's just bossing it. And I said, uh, I said, hey, man, are you playing this game? He goes, no, nah, I'm not playing right now. And I said, okay, do you mind getting up so my brother can play the game? He's wanting to play this game. And he said, oh, it's a dollar. And I said, what do you mean it's a dollar? And he goes, it's a dollar. If you want me to get up, you got to pay me a dollar. <laughs> Brothers running a scheme I, on the boat. I said, what do you – I forgot. Yeah, so Ben told me that, actually. He didn't just say there's some kid playing. He said there's some guy. He said he's dollar How old was this kid? Like your I, I was like sixth grade. He was probably like a year younger than me. Okay. He was older than Ben, but I, I don't think he was the same age as me. Kind of ballsy, though, to tell us, you know, somebody yeah, older than that. So I go up there, yeah, I said, you play? He said, no, it's a dollar to play. And I said, why would we give you a dollar to play? It's a free game. And he said, if you want me to move, uh, you got to give me a dollar. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember. It's been so long. I don't remember exactly how. I, but at some point, Ben, like, is trying to sit down. And the dude starts shoving my brother. Like, you ain't sitting down. And then that, like, just ignited a fire in me. Because as a kid, I had a lot of anger issues. And so I got real angry real fast. And I saw him push my little brother. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh, that's it. So I grabbed this kid by the throat. Oh. And I picked him up out of the chair. and I threw By his throat? By the throat. Wow. I also went through a strangling phrase. Okay. <laughs> which is okay. Where, Sounds like a Netflix documentary. I'm telling you, it was bad. <laughs> uh, I had some issues. <laughs> so like... Okay, go ahead and finish. Yeah, I so just want to know who, other, who you strangled up. It was mostly just Ben. Like <laughs> when we would, <laughs> when we would fight as kids. At some point, I went through because you can't punch each other, give each other black eyes and stuff. Uh, but I but could you grab can choke them. them out. <laughs> 
So I grabbed this kid by the throat and I picked him out of that chair and I threw him against the wall. And I was still like, I was squeezing his throat, like, because I was angry. And I, was, I don't remember what I was saying to him, but it wasn't nice. But I was in his face, squeezing. I was like, hey, you don't do that. You know, like, <laughs> you, you ain't mad at And I just remember this kid, you could see this fear just. <laughs> His eyes got wide, and he didn't know what to do. And you could see he he thought he was done, oh. and uh, and he he closed his eyes and tilted his head just a little bit, and then he just I, he goes and just like threw a little punch at me and hit me in the mouth, and I kind of like stopped saying whatever I was saying, and then I was extra mad. <laughs> Because then I was, my first thought was like the nerve of this guy to punch me in the face. Kind yeah, of he got him all choked up. <laughs> yeah. Don't then, fight back. And then I, but you could see he was just terrified. He didn't know what. And then now he's looking at me like, "What's he gonna do now?" Like I just hit him in the face. <laughs> and uh, and but then you know I I started coming to my senses. I was like, "Well, of course he hit you in the face, James, crushing <laughs> so his throat." Good. Like I was, and I realized like how hard I was crushing his pipe. <clears throat> And uh, so oh, I man. just kind of like pushed him aside. I said, "Get out of here!" And then he ran away. And then I you turned around, him, man. And then I turned around, and all the other little kids in the arcade are looking at us. And oh, I said, "I said, hey Ben, we should probably go." He's <laughs> like, "Hey, game's open. Anybody got a dollar?" And we just took off and left because we didn't want to get. Because then we we're like, "Oh, you know, now bring his dad back and all that." You have to choke his dad find, out. Yeah, I got to choke out the dad. No. So we didn't really get in a fight. We it wow. stopped right there. That was the only time though. Yeah, you mess with somebody's little sibling. Yeah. Things happen, wow. you know. Well, wow. and then you went and choked him out later. I never saw him again. I was glad. No Ben. Oh Ben. <laughs> Not because he didn't do anything wrong. He was just there trying to play the game, yeah. game and that guy was being a little chump. I wonder if that kid ever like. So did y'all see him after that? I no, I don't think he. I did. I was really nervous too because I didn't want him to be like, that, like start pointing at me or mm-hmm. something. I didn't want my parents to find out. That was yeah. the whole thing. You know how it is. You, you can't let your parents find out. Yeah, my mom would be disappointed, really and my dad would whip me, and then tell me good job afterwards. No, he. That's how it was for. They would have just both beat me. <laughs> None no, of them would have. My dad would job. always tell me. My dad told me he goes, uh, "If anybody ever, you know." Messes with your mom or your sister. I don't know why he just turned into yeah, somebody from New York. <laughs> Some Guido. Uh, anybody ever? Uh, you you better whip their butt or take a butt whipping because you get one when you get home. If you don't, <laughs> there you go. So I always you know, always did, but uh, but he would whip me because I got in trouble, and then he would tell me good job. So I don't. I was so confused as a kid. He did it as a show. You know, you gotta. Tell him fighting's bad. Yeah, fighting's bad. You know, good job. <laughs> I guess good he could have hit me worse. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. What did I have? I have good fighting stories. I beat up to the school bully one time. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah, we were having during six weeks test. Yeah, he kept messing with me, yeah, turning yeah. around, and I told him, "Rolando, leave me alone. Try to take my <laughs> test." He kept turning around, put his hand in my face. I said, "Rolando, I'm Rolando. telling you, man, stop." And uh, I was kind of scared of the dude, you it know. Wasn't stopping though. But I, you know, I was on the football team, so I had to pass this test, mm-hmm. you know, where you can't play, you know, yeah. no pass, no play. Mm-hmm. And I told him, "You do it one more time, I'm gonna punch you in your eye." And you're a man of your word. I am a man of my word. Eighth grade. You're yeah. True man. It's an honest guy. And uh, so he did it again. I stood up, and he stood up, and then, pow! Out of nowhere, I punched him in his eye. Instantly, I swelled up, and uh, of course, this is science class. And guess who the teacher in science? The coach. Mm. 
You know? Mm, say, Coach, I'm trying to play. This is trying for the to, team. Hey, <laughs> I'm trying to pass. This is for the team, Coach. <laughs> so they take us outside, and Rolando, you know, he falls to the ground. N- not much of a bully, I guess. When he just <laughs> Wait, talks you walk a lot. him outside, and he just fell over? No, when I hit him, he fell. Oh, okay. So then they walk us out. They, they pick him up, walk us outside. He told him, tell him we were just playing. I was just like, Rolando, we're in a six-weeks test, and your eyes won't shut. <laughs> I don't think there's no. And he got it was like the last six weeks of the school, so he got suspended for the rest of the year, and uh, I got Saturday D Hall. You got a good, you got the better deal. I did get the better deal because guess what? Nobody showed up for Saturday D Hall. Mm. So here we are waiting for the gates to open for Saturday D Hall, didn't show up, and my dad was just like, "Don't worry about this, son. I'm gonna take care of it." So we go up there Monday morning, and the principal tells my dad. If you ever repeat this, I'm going to deny it. And he goes, <laughs> your son did us a favor. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That kid so was causing trouble. He was causing trouble. Yeah. So that was the last thing that expelled him for the year. And uh, so I guess I helped the school out. You're you welcome. Know, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're a hero. I am. I am a hero. You really are. Man. Not enough people recognize that or not say enough. that. No, not enough. I don't. I don't even think Rolando went to high school after that. So yeah, you where, really did everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Where Except Rolando. for Ho- hopefully Rolando. Hope you got your life together, brother. You're out He's there. He's probably the one person listening Jesus. in uh, somewhere in Europe or something. Yeah. He's that one guy when keeping that... tabs on you. He's plotting <laughs> his revenge. Speaking of uh, all over the world. Hey, y'all go check us out at the Refuge Project PC on Twitter for a podcast. Mm. Uh, Go out there, let us know what you want us to talk about, and you can also hit us up at the Refuge Podcast on at gmail dot com. Just let us know what you think about about you know the, our conversations, all those good things. Maybe some topics that you want to hear us ramble on about. So that's Refuge Podcast PC. No, 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 Refuge Project PC on Twitter, and Refuge uh, Project Podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, y'all uh, got that for sure. Y'all did. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'm sure I said it straight every single time. Um, y'all got it. But hey, let's jump right into Culture Corner. Yeah, <laughs> the horses. There we go. All right, all right. Elon Musk back in the news. New owner of Twitter. Um. I think last week or the week before, um, people were complaining about him being uh, too too far to the right, and uh, when he allowed Donald Trump to get back on Twitter, did he, he even come back? Though he didn't come back. I don't know if he did or not, but uh, I think if he did, we would have heard about it. You know, you know, Trump has his own. Own deal now. Truth social. Truth social. He said he he probably wouldn't even come back if they let him on. But uh, Elon was just like, hey, whoever wants to be on here, as long as they're not hurting other people, should be able to say whatever they want to say. Mm-hmm. So he let Donald Trump back and a lot of other people, not just Donald Trump, and a lot of people at Twitter were upset about that. Yeah. And they were just like, this is not a plat- platform for bigots and racists and all these type of people. So, um, Elon, the comedian he is, he got with his programmer, and he got this little this little video sent to him with Donald Trump uh, saying, you're fired. 
<laughs> and fired a bunch of people with this video <laughs> with Donald Trump saying you're fired. Oh, that's funny. And then they walked him out. That's good. So he's causing a lot of, you know, rumblings and different things to go on. And uh, his conversation uh, just a couple of days ago uh, that he had, um, he said on there that it's quite significant that he might be assassinated. Mm. Quite significant. This is on uh, on Twitter. Frankly, the risk of something bad happening to me or even literally being shot is quite significant. Mm. It's not hard to kill somebody if you wanted to, so hopefully they don't. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes on to say, uh, at the end of the day, we just wanted to have the uh, a future of a place that you're not going to be oppressed to say what you want to say. Um, and that's the whole reason that he spent all of his money to buy Twitter because he felt like um, social media in a whole is kind of really holding people back of saying what they want to say uh, just because it doesn't fit into your narrative or whatever you feel. So I think it's interesting that he said it's quite significant that, you know, he could be assassinated. So that just tells me that he's getting a lot of like hate mail and, you know, people saying that they are going to kill him Mm -hmm. if he's starting to feel that way. Um, but what's interesting to me, he's not like, uh, he's not holding back. He's still going, he said he's not going to do any open air, uh, parades. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably smart. (laughs) No open air parades. I guess, uh, he don't want to be assassinated like presidents and stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, we need people like Elon Musk. I know he's, you know, uh, Controversial, controversial, but he's got he's got a brilliant mind, you know. And we need brilliant minds in the world to continue to do things and make lots of money and uh, be able to spend that money on technology and different things like that. So, the things that he's done with his um, with Tesla and you know SpaceX and different things like that is is definitely pushing um, people forward, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so we'll see we'll see what, what what comes out of it. I know that uh, he has some big plans to do some some other things, um, but we'll see. I mean, I think it's going to be one of those things that if we wake up one day and then, you know, he just mysteriously ends up dead, nobody's going to be surprised. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wouldn't so, be surprised. No. Uh, because, I mean, the way this world is, man, it's just if, if you don't agree, it's almost like uh, – Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> you want to get a little? No, I don't want to get too controversial. But okay. Um, but yeah, you know. Anyways, so that's it. That's crazy. He feels like that. Uh, he might be uh, <laughs> taken out like <clears throat> one day. So, what you got? I got. Um, here's the headline: Texas woman bites passenger and attempts to open plane door at thirty-seven thousand feet. Then claims Jesus told her to do it. You said Texas, not Florida. Texas. Wow. There's a lot of women in Texas. Yeah. Karen's. They can't all be. Karens. Well, no, if you look at this lady, she Shane Karen. Uh she's something else. <laughs> she is. Hey, y'all need to quit putting Jesus' name in your mouth. This is what that's the point of this thing. That was gonna be my spin. All right, uh, but this go. lady is clearly just having some kind of mental issues. Cuckoo for uh, cocoa puffs. So uh let's see, where does it go? So she's coming from uh, where did it go? She's flying from Houston 
Dadgummit, where'd it go? Here it is, okay. So the plane had to make an emergency landing in Little Rock, Arkansas, um, en route from Houston to Columbus. And um, it said the lady, like, went to the back of the plane and started staring at the side door. So she's, like, standing up. She's walked to the back of the plane. She's staring at the side door. And a flight attendant tells her, like, hey, if you're not waiting to go to the bathroom, like, you got to go sit down. You can't just stand here. And uh, the lady just keeps staring at the door. And, she, and then she starts asking people. She says, hey, can I look out that window? And the people, they tell her no. And they're like, what are you doing? Stop being her. And she... She keeps asking, hey, come on, let me look out that window. <laughs> and uh, at some point, she uh, she just pushes past everybody. It says she started pulling on the handle of the emergency exit door. Okay. And it says other passengers started to notice the disturbance, and someone was heard saying she's trying to open the door, prompting another passenger to get up and rush to the rear of the plane to help detain her. Um, so, yeah, they fight, and as they're scuffling, she ends up biting somebody's mm. thigh. All right, it's kind of elementary, but and so she and it says at least, she, it, at least it, she didn't choke him out. Listen, to this it says uh, bit the other person on their thigh, and I just got what she said. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go unconscious. Uh, uh, it says okay, uh, refused to. It said okay, bit the other passenger on their thigh and refused to let go until the victim, quote, worked their fingers up to her jawline and attempted to have her release the bite when she eventually did. So she bites this person. She's a freaking leg. pit bull, bro. And she's just not That's what you have to do with pit bulls. You have to put, like. Yeah. So they had to, like, pry her jaw golly. off this person's thigh. So this is what she looks like, by the way. Oh. What would you describe mm. that as? Go ahead. I'll let you say it. Nope. You not don't want to describe it? it? Mm-mm. Nope, I get me banned from Twitter. But <laughs> but not a uh, the stereotypical Karen. Not a not, Karen. Not what nope. you would say. Probably should be wearing some uh, undergarments. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> she looks very distraught. Very distraught. Got the got the crazy hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, so once they've got her um, under control. Um, it says she then began bashing her head against the floor of the plane, adding, Jesus told her to fly to Ohio, and Jesus told her to open the plane door. Well, how's she going to get to Ohio, Ohio if she opens the door? Well, I guess uh, he told her to fly to Ohio, and as she's in the plane, told her to open the door. She, he probably would have told her if it was Jesus how to do it, too, instead of looking at so? other passengers' windows. You think so? <laughs> you don't think it was Jesus. I mean, like, not you're gonna you're gonna go out on a limb here and say it wasn't Jesus. Maybe not Jesus. Maybe it was a Jesus. Ah, okay. You know, there's a lot of Jesuses in Texas. You're like, hey, go to Ohio. Yeah, go to Ohio. What? Open the plane. <laughs> the plane. I'm sorry, that was stupid. Stupid. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, um. They took the person she bit to the hospital oh. and gave him some antibiotics and a hepatitis injection. Uh, I would definitely uh, want one after looking at her. Yeah. I'm like, oh, give me all of it. Give it, give Whatever it you got, give it to me. So she told, it says, uh, she told the authorities that she was on her way to Maryland, and which I now she's going to Maryland, um, intending to stay with a family friend who was working as a pastor. She also sh- said it had been a long time since she'd last flown, but sometime during the flight she struggled to breathe and stood up from her seat. Um, 
uh, let's see, she claimed she became very anxious and normally things would not have been done like that. She don't, don't, norm- so basically she don't she normally gets, bite people? Yeah. Um, also, good. it said she showed up to the airport like she didn't have any bags or anything. So she just showed up just her. I would like to see the, the toxology report on that one. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, something was going on there. But anyway, so so, mm. so you're sticking with Jesus didn't tell her to do it. I'm sticking with Jesus. <laughs> All right. I'm sticking I'm to I'm sure she heard some voices. Yeah, see, that's the thing, though. You know, I mean, uh, it's so easy to get, you know, if if you're not really tuned in, you know. You should, have you, I don't, A lot of people, y'all, y'all don't remember um, the old radios when you they had the, the, the little knobs and you can really dial dial it in, mm-hmm. the, the station. And you go, too past, you go too far past the station and be like, and then you have to back up just a little bit. If you go too far that way, I think she was a little too far past the she station. She was a little too. Yeah, she missed the heavenly station somewhere. She just uh, she got a glimpse of it as she was turning the yeah, dial. Yeah, you know. It could have been her, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she wasn't She wasn't tuned in. You know, she didn't have that high-definition station going she on. She had that lo-fi. Lo-fi, lo-fi, <laughs> lo-fi. Anyway, that's my story. She did well, not succeed in... Uh, you know, I think it's going to be hard for people to do this stuff on planes. Since 9-11, mm-hmm. like, you start acting squirrely. Yeah. Especially coming from Texas, you're going to have yeah. a redneck on you quick. Well, I mean, that's what happens to yeah. the other people. I mean, yeah. just expect to get bit. Okay, so, okay, so you're on this plane. All, all right? this. Yeah. All the Odysseys. You're on the plane. Mm-hmm. Do you get up and do something? Okay, so let's just talk about that for a second. Because everybody always is like, oh, I would have done this. I would have done that. And so, I think most people will not do anything. I think I have experience in life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've got some experience. I have some experiences in life, yeah, and you, a, you know, a lot of you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll do a show where we do like a like a testimony where I do a testimony and kind of share my, my testimony with a lot of people because I think you've got it in bits, but mm-hmm. not like put it together. Yeah. So you know, drug and alcohol gangs and different things so i've experienced a lot of hand-to-hand combat yeah you know and um and a lot of it uh i was never scared of having to fight a man you know one-on-one i always got nervous if there was a lot of people around but i've thought about this i've always thought about this so when i go to a restaurant i sit with my back to the you know where i can see the whole restaurant if somebody comes mm-hmm. in and i even i think about it when i'm sitting in church sometimes it's mm-hmm. like if it, especially after something happens just like not too long ago that that guy went into the gay bar and started mm-hmm. killing everybody yeah. um and they have those the couple heroes that tackle the dude yeah. and i always picture myself being that guy running right at him you okay. know um, because I take as a father and as a husband, I take that role very, very serious. So you don't think you would just take your family and dip? No, I think I would put my elbow between his eyes, mm, okay. you know? Um, but then again, you hear stories of like the one guy that broke into, uh, broke into that family's house and then he cut himself on the broken window and then sued the homeowner and oh, yeah. won. Oh yeah. Or the guy drinking the hot coffee from McDonald's mm-hmm. and won. Yeah. So you always got to think like. Three million. 
Yeah, that's that crazy. Like, what if you what if you choke this kid out in the in you know at the card game, and before you know it, you know you got lawsuits and stuff. <laughs> Could have been bad. Could have been bad. I mean, you just never know. But at the end of the day, I don't. I I think that I would be that guy. You think so? Yeah, I believe you. I, I most think, people I wouldn't believe. But I also carry a gun with me most of the time. I, well, not on the plane. Not on the bus. That, that was the thing. That would, that would be the other thing. Like, I, I wouldn't have my gun. Um, he busted it out, got it through security. Yeah, said, like, Everybody move over! <laughs> <laughs> on the plane. The, the door flies open. <laughs> Save the day. That's <laughs> David Atley saving the day once again. Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if this is stupidity. Uh, or bravery, I don't get scared too often. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't. I think it's more stupidity than anything else because yeah. I have never really been like had my butt whooped. Yeah, I think if I've ever had my butt whipped like bad, uh, I would have more like fear of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been on the other side. I've been doing the whooping. <laughs> the whooping. Uh, anyways, so yeah, I always think of myself as the superhero. Anyways, I think most people do. What about though. you? What do you think? I, it would super depend on the situation. So I'm like you in the sense of, um, if it had to do, if somebody was doing something like directly to my wife or yeah. my mom or something, at that point, I'm I'm all in. I'm not making smart decisions. I mean, right. I can still I'm still thinking, but like I'm not worried about what happens to me. I'm going to do whatever I can to take care of them. Right. Uh, but if they're not involved, I'm the guy who's like, I'm just going to get out of this situation because I'm thinking about all the things you brought up, people suing this and that. Like, I don't want any I don't want any part of anything. So you don't really care about other people's families as right. long as it's not I'm yours? <laughs> now, if in this situation, if I'm the guy who's like sitting in the seat and she's asking me, hey, let me look out that window. <laughs> let me get your window. Now I might, you know, I'll probably be doing something to try to keep her from opening the thing. Yeah. But if I'm at the front of the plane and that's going on in the back, I, I'm the guy who'd be like telling the flight attendants, hey, something's going on. <laughs> hey, y'all need to go take care, of that. Need to take care <laughs> of that. But also I've grown up in the, uh, you know, working in customer service kind of stuff. Right. Where um, people like get loud every once in a while. People get loud and it's like your job as the employee of whatever to kind of take care of it to right. a certain extent. And so when I go out in public, if something's going on, like I want them to take care of it. Cause once you get just random right, guests right. hopping in, it's like a whole, you never yeah, want yeah. that as the business yeah, owner. Yeah. You never want any of that. Uh, so, so let me I put you in a like scenario. Let okay. me put you in a scenario. All right, let's see what Okay. So we're in church, right? All right. You're running sound. Nice. Gunman comes in the back door. Okay. He steps 10 feet in front of the stairs to the sound booth. Ooh. You have access, rear neck and choke if you want to throw it on him real quick. But he's just... Oh, man. Is my is my family there? Well, your dad and your mom's probably sitting on that far side over there. You know, your, your Is bro- Tara up in the sound booth with Tara's me? in the sound booth. Ray Ann and, and Eric and their baby's probably sitting over there. Mm. Ben's probably wandering around because, the church somewhere. Because, okay, so I would be in the mode... I got to take care of my wife. She's here, mm-hmm. whatever it takes. So yep. I'd be partially trying to stick with her. Yeah. But I'm also trying to get us out of that scenario. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. It's just like, hey, follow me. Don't ask questions. We're going. You know. Yeah. 
But in this scenario, I'm in the sound booth. I got nowhere to go. I'm mm-hmm. trapped. She's got nowhere to go either. So if he decides to come up those stairs, there's nothing for yeah. us to do. I could probably jump out of there and get out of there because I'm nimble like that. Yeah. But then I would be just leaving my wife. Yeah, she so could too, but she probably wouldn't take the, the fall very well. She wouldn't even jump. She, yeah. she would so be just... too scared to jump. So in this scenario, because I have to protect them, I would, I would probably have processed, like I just told you, like, hey, if we stay here, we're dead. If he decides to come up here, so I'd probably go for it and try to take him out. Because in that scenario, I think that's the only way right. anybody's safe. I have all these scenarios in my head. Like you go, this the, is all you think about? Not all, but yeah. Well, I do think about this stuff a lot. Yeah. You know, I hear these stories, and I'm thinking all, all the time of just like, what would I do? But you see, know? okay, so in that same scenario, except I'm not in the sound booth. I'm just sitting in the back somewhere. I grab her and we run out. Yeah, that's the smart thing. That's, that's what they what say, flee first, right? Prob- and I would probably help anybody around me get out of there right. if we could. But my first thought wouldn't be, I got to go get this guy. My first thought would be, oh, the door's not too far away. Let's get out of here. Depending would- on where I sit, I have a scenario for every area where uh-huh. I would sit and what I would do. Mm. And none of it's fleeing. Mm. And I don't know why. Mine is usually fleeing. Mine is t- telling my family what to do mm-hmm. and then me on the attack. Mm. So you're getting this gunman. I am. All right. I mean, that's, that's, so, what, that's look, the scenario. And I'm if it ever on happens, get, I'm counting I'm on probably this, head uh-huh. between my knees crying, Jesus! No, no, no. I'm saying, Tara, we're running out of here. David's got it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. And everybody I pass, they're going to say, what's going on? What do we do? I'll say, David's don't got- worry. David's got it. We got to go. <laughs> well, this is a problem. This is, now this is another problem. So, pre-COVID, we would go once or twice a month to the gun range, mm-hmm. shoot guns, you know. Uh, but, man, I haven't been to the gun range in two years. Yeah. So do I really have it? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. What are you trying to, you know, you got a shotgun, he's 10 feet away. No, or nine millimeter. Nine millimeter, and he's on the other side of the church. Good luck. Y'all better watch. Y'all better run. <laughs> Y'all better all get <laughs> Y'all down. Y'all better run. <laughs> and that's the other thing is, like, you know, firing a firearm and, a big crowd like that is super mm-hmm. dangerous, you know. Yeah, that's why it's especially, a bummer. Especially when you see like cops that are trained and they're in these shootouts oh, and they're yeah. like they they shoot like fifty shots, then nobody gets hit. Yeah, that just shows you the intense situation. And mm-hmm. they're like twelve feet from each other. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's a bummer that uh, the Andersons don't come to our church anymore since yeah. they moved away. Because yeah. see, if they were there, I just say, Tara, we're out. Mm-hmm. Kelly's got it. Yep. Terry's got it. Mm-hmm. And you know that they would. They and would. They would. That. They would definitely handle that. But, uh, you know, now I've just got to say, don't worry, Tara. Davis got it. Davis got it. I don't know, man. I'll probably be the one crying. <laughs> uh, spare my life. <laughs> I don't know. Like hey. I said, though, it depends. Like, whenever, if it's directly, one of my loved ones is directly in harm's way, I'm going for it. Because I just, like, I don't know. All the... I would be too ashamed to have like left. Right. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be able to live with myself. I just like, feel oh, like I just left if you directly take it on like a gunman like that, I feel like you have a better chance than than just like getting in a corner and, and just waiting for you. Well, I mean it depends. Is he standing ten feet in front of you and you just gotta charge him before he shoots you and he's looking at you already? I mean, you'll yeah, good I mean, luck. You, I don't know, but, <laughs> but see, that's when you have to get your, you know, you like confus and just like roll at him or uh-huh. kick him in his knee or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's what I think I could do. Either way, I'll just I'll already be gone, <laughs> and I'll be letting you handle it. It's like <laughs> all Elam attendees. Yeah. 
Everybody run. Pastor David has it. Don't worry. David's got it. That's Make some announcements. Uh, we're going to start doing some drills. Next week. Just in case. Wednesday you know? night, we're having uh, first shooter drills. And uh, all. Don't worry about it, Pastor David. Is, yeah, got it's it. all just don't worry. David's got it. That's it. Oh, where do we go in this thing? We really don't have anything to talk about this week, but I do have a song for us. Let's oh, give this. us a song. Yeah, I got this uh, Turning My Heart, The Young Escape. Never heard of them before, but they just released some new music, so I wanted to check it out. Okay. I remember in the backseat singing Don't want to gain the world and lose my soul Dare you to move on my bedroom speakers Played it loud when no one was home Lifting my hands to 10,000 reasons With all my friends on a summer night I remember I could only imagine All the ways you would change my life I look back believing you Turning my heart, the young escape. Good song. Where'd Good you song. find it? Uh, I just googled uh, new released music, oh, okay. new oh, released Christian music, and um, yeah, I think it's a good song. But I think we've heard it before, like many, many times. You know, just one of those Christian songs that they've took out of the bag and mm-hmm. put some different vocals and yeah. a different snare on the beat and. <laughs> Yeah. Replayed it, you yeah. know? Um, but hey, listen, that's not just Christian music. You listen to rap music today, and it's just like everything oh, yeah. sounds exactly the same. I started listening to, uh, um, uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Andy Minio. Yep. I know we played him on here a mm-hmm. few times. Yeah, because you sent us that video yeah. the other day, and I watched it, and it was good. And I started, because I had heard like a couple of his songs here and there, and I always been like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. Uh, but never like really checked it out past whatever i heard yeah uh but yeah he so david sent me and caesar this video of him of andy minio and he's like talking about some of his more popular songs and like how they came to be right and then he performs them um but as he's performing i'm like he's it's just him sitting there with some kind of controller and he's like hitting play on the beat and triggering samples and stuff as it's going and listening to him talk about stuff i was like oh he's like a producer guy yeah uh, who raps and uh, rap is just like his avenue that he uses to uh, what's the word? It's really uh, it's it, really his 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 avenue of, of therapy. If you listen to what he's yeah. saying, yeah. So, but so I went because I first I thought he was just like a rapper guy who was a Christian, so he throws some Christian lyrics in his rap stuff. But he's just like some rapper guy. But then after watching that video, I was like, oh, no, no, he's like an artist. Yeah, he's, And rap is just kind of like the way he expresses himself. Express, yeah, that was express, the word I was yeah. looking for. Yeah, yeah and so because he makes like 
most of the beats yeah. that he's using. And the and, songs and, and even if he brings other like producers and stuff in, he's heavily involved. Yeah, he's like, what, hey, here's the sample I yeah. made, and here's this, and yeah. you know, whatever. And so anyway, so I listened, I downloaded one of his albums. Okay. And, uh, was checking it out. It's pretty you, good. Do you remember which one? It is the Neverland? Uh, oh yeah, two. yeah, Neverland. Both of those are really good. But it's good because to me, the reason I like it is because it's more. It's like it's still rap music, you know, but it's like more artistic. It's yeah. not just like I'm a rapper, so I'm rapping because I rap. You know, yeah. rap it, rap it, rap. It's like he's got something to say, and that is just kind of both of those are both both of those uh, albums have themes. So it's not like it's just some random, you know, twelve random songs. Yeah, it's like more know? artistic. Yeah. Yeah. Which, depending on the artist, I either like more or don't like more. <laughs> uh, Eddie Mineo is probably by far my favorite Christian rapper, mm-hmm. um, just because of that. It's so creative. It's art, and then a lot of the stuff that you would never even know how creative it is unless he speaks on it the way he did in that that mm-hmm. video. Um, and and I guess that was produced by somebody else, and they just brought him in as a feature. Yeah, uh, but I can't the way the company, but the way it was done was mm-hmm. really really good. Yeah. You know, it allowed him to kind of um, really share the the creative process, and that's why I sent it to you guys because I know y'all would appreciate that part of it, even though that it was rap. And I think yeah, that's yeah. how I put it in the text. I know mm-hmm. this is rap. Yeah, yeah. but it's like it's, it's cool I like way. some rap, but like yeah. you said, so much of it is the same. The same, and especially if it's secular, it's either talking about nothing or the stuff it's talking about is not so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh and then a lot of the Christian rap's corny. Yeah. Or they've got some good stuff to say, but the production of the music is so corny and not that good mm-hmm. that it's just kinda like, yeah, I don't know if I want to Yeah, we, we took a lot of heat uh back in the day and I we probably I probably shared this before when we started visiting secular um Producers, mm-hmm. secular uh, studios, and different things like that. We took a lot of heat because, uh, you know, we're, we're producing Christian music in secular places, and mm-hmm. I'm just, and, you know, and it, my thing was, well, where do you go to work? Yeah, are you a, do you work at a Christian church? place? Yeah. The, everywhere you go is this and that. No, you work at a secular place making secular things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you know, of course, you know, overly Christian people can't see see it, but. Uh, but now that you see it, everybody there's no there's no more Christian studios, you know, yeah. creating you know, secular studios. Everybody, they all got to make money. You yeah, know? you just you, go you, where the 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 stuff is. Um, as soon as you put a label on it, you cut off. Yeah, you know, so much of your potential. Income. Reach Records is the biggest uh, Christian label. Mm-hmm. They call themselves independent, but um, I guess they're independent from the larger. Yeah. Companies, Universal, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but I think they have, you know, maybe 10 artists. So it's, it's almost getting to that point. Is it really independent when you have a bunch? But mm-hmm. um, and they have their own studios and different things like that. But you, you listen to Andy Minio. I mean, he was going to California. And uh, I thought it was interesting. One of the things that he said was that they rented an Airbnb yeah. and just bring a lot of people in. And mm-hmm. he sent them to different rooms with different things uh ideas and then yeah. he brought them back and they kind of put us like together. a common thing i've yeah realized seem like more common now than it used to be yeah well because used to you needed a studio with all their equipment and then now as you know you can instead you don't have to have a 64 channel console with right. all the outboard gear you can just do it on your laptop and then you know a handful of microphones or whatever yeah. so you don't really need a big do all that stuff in post and yeah, you can yeah. kind of record it wherever for the most part. And uh, 
so yeah, so you can so you can go rent out some place where you feel comfortable, and now you're just at you know quote the studio twenty four seven yeah for a month or what you know a week or whatever it is yeah he said he would bring in uh he would bring in a chef so they would just like yeah so it's more blown. comfortable yeah you can still especially if you're doing music like he's doing you know so much of it is program stuff right or samples where that then you go and manipulate it a ton it's not like you're needing this super clean. Right, and then we, there was one song I forgot. One song, what he was talking about was, um, and I know we're we're geeking out on music again. It's probably some of y'all like it, some of y'all don't. But he was talking about how one song took so long to get cleared that oh, he yeah. had made several different versions of yeah, it. So yeah. just trying to get it cleared uh-huh. and all that, all that stuff is like super interesting to me. Uh, you know, and then he said well, at one at one point like it cost so much that they were just having to scrap. Scrap yeah. the whole song together, mm-hmm. so you had to remake it and all that. Yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, so I don't remember what it was called, but it was like Andy Minio you know, doing something. So go out and check it, <laughs> check it out. I can't remember what it was. Um, so we don't have a whole lot to talk about today, but one of the things that we, we, we both kind of uh, listened to over this last week was, I don't know if in, uh, any of you guys know the liver King, liver King. but the liver King, he mm. was, he's a social media guy that uh, he had the, the seven tentacles, of seven tentacles, not tentacles, not tentacles uh, <laughs> ancestral tenets and tenants and yeah. ancestral tenants of being healthy and working out and living life. And, mm-hmm. uh, he kind of like travels all over with no shirt on and these cut off jeans and this big beard. And the dude is, uh, ripped. He's, but he's not just ripped. He's jacked like out yes. of his mind. Yeah. I mean, jacked. just so big that his muscles, don't flex. They're yeah, they, just always there. They're always flex, and his abs are something to be jealous of. I, I mean, mean, I don't even know. They're so big that it's like I don't even know if you want that. No, it's just I mean, if you ask every fat dude, would you rather t- I mean, be fat or yeah. would you be like? They were like, okay, I'll take that. Yeah, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. But he's this larger than life character guy, and his whole thing—you know—he's this huge dude, and his whole thing—they call him the Liver King. The Liver he King eats all these organs. He eats like yeah, all he the eats organs, tons and, of liver, and, the, and stay, you know, uh, vitamin D and out, being outside is a, a huge thing. And mm-hmm. he has some really kind of crazy things how he intakes vitamin D from the sun yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and different things like that. Uh, and that and is natural, how he, all that's, natty. That's how he claims he's got this. And, he, and he's teamed up with uh, another guy. What's the guy's name? Paul something. Paul something. And uh, this guy is all natural. And they have this this whole um, supplement line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's, you know, saying that he's natural and this is the way he's doing it. Right. Yeah. What comes out. He's got, he's been taken. Not just steroids, like an insane amount of different yeah. types of PEDs. Yeah, and not even yeah. like you know, um, like not some, even like a little bit of testosterone or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It was, and his, not even like pharmaceutical stuff. I mean, some of it was, but some of it was just like mm-hmm. real like. But it was what they say is like twelve thousand bucks a month or yeah, something that just he was spending something on crazy. These supplements. Yeah, something crazy. So it's like two hundred grand ish a year he's spending on all these steroids and stuff. And uh, so anyway, so so that came out, and everybody—I mean, everybody already thought he was on. Stuff everybody like knew anyway. it, but like, if but he you, would always say no. Right. He would be asked repeatedly, and he would always say, "No, nah, never touch the stuff. I don't do the stuff. This is all from my liver and my 
in my product line. Yeah. You know, because I go sit in the sun. And the, the thing about, and I'm kind of like, you know, I was listening to another podcast and I mean, after you get a certain age, you, 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 you have to have some help. If you're going to work out, you have to have some type of supplement help, you know, and I can feel it now as, you know, just a few years away from 50, you don't recover as fast. You know, you don't, you can't go as long as you used to. You can't lift as much weight as you, you mm-hmm. used to be able to lift. And I don't know. I don't know if uh, testosterone is a bad thing to take for somebody that's uh, low in testosterone. I mean, the doctor will supply it to you if you're, if you get really, really low. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all these different therapies that you can take these days. But I'm kind of like what the guy was in, in, in the podcast is like, if you're trying to profit off something and you're not telling the truth is where I really have the biggest issue. Yeah. You know, he's saying I'm doing all that buy my stuff. Yeah. Because this will you make you want to look like me. You want to make, yeah. You'll look like me if you buy my stuff, knowing that you'll never he's be able to He's taken an that. insane amount of steroids. And, and, and let's talk about his apology a little bit. Oh yeah. And then, so he made, so he had to make a video like apologizing because, you know, he had to address that the whole internet or the whole like YouTube fitness community was all talking trash about him. So he makes an apology video and in the video, you know, he's just like, yeah, I messed up. You know, I've, I've been taking this and that. And he only owns up to like half of the stuff that he's accused of taking, but it's not, he's it's the way he got found out is that these documents from one of his doctors came out that shows like all the stuff he was getting from his doctor. So it wasn't, it's not like an accusation. It was like they have the receipt yeah. of the stuff that yeah. he's been taking. So he and he only owns up to like half of it. So he's still not quite owning up to it. But then he's like, "Yeah, you know, I took steroids. Uh, it's only kind of recently, you know, I worked out natural for thirty five years and all." Um, and then um, and in the video, you know, he starts talking about like these fifteen uh, year old boys and how you know they need some they need help. They're all these kids are out there killing themselves and this and that because they don't. So I'm trying to improve their lives and show them ways to get out of it. So that's why I made this channel, showing them how to exercise and how to eat right and how to do this. And I'll make you. And so it was all just you know, I, you know, I sure I, I took steroids and I lied, but you know, it was for the kids basically. <laughs> for the he kids, said. he's doing it for the kids. The 15 year old kids that actually have the testosterone to build muscle. Yeah, that and... actually could make some progress <laughs> without all of his nonsense. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about this, and uh, we were talking about it before before the uh, uh, the show, and, you know, this kind of represents a large population of the world today is, you know, saying one thing, trying to live up to something, mm-hmm. and not really being who you are. Um, and, you know, it was kind of the, the conversation that I had with my son when he was just like, we're just friends, we're just talking, mm-hmm. um, and not really living up to what you're really doing in your private life, yeah, you know? And I think as Christians, we have to be careful or even what I was talking about a while ago, you know, uh, when I was talking about, I, I, I see myself being the, the superhero, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but really would I, would you, am I, am I, am I talking, am I talking about this because I feel like that I'm, I'm bigger and stronger behind the firearm, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Or is this something really in my life that I'm committed to, uh, protecting my family. I've never had to do it. So how do I know mm-hmm. I would? He never had to prove himself uh, in public, yeah. you know? 
Uh, so he was able to do things behind behind the scene and get away with those things. And I think as Christians, a lot of times that we're doing things behind the scenes and we're we're putting on fronts in front of people because as Christians, we all can play, especially guys like us that have been in the, the church our whole life. Mm-hmm. We can play this thing all day long, yeah. you know, and we could, our, our private life could be uh, trash, but we could come to church and we could put on the face of, you know, the, the monster uh, looking like he's ripped up and, mm-hmm. oh, no, 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 everything's good, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Best by the bless. Yep. Best by the bless. Blessed by the best. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Um, so that just that just reminds me, like, man, we, we have to be truthful with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, maybe he, he maybe when he was doing this and he got started that, you know, he really wanted to be big and ripped and he didn't, you know, he was doing it clean, mm-hmm. you know, and that he never really meant it to get where he was getting. But, you know, like a lot of, like a lot of other things, like uh, people that are having eating issues that see themselves fat, yeah, yeah. you know, they're like 90 pounds. Yeah. The worst thing that you could tell a bodybuilder is, you know, you see these, these bodybuilders that are like, I mean, have all yeah. the steroids. It's yeah. like, hey, man, have you lost weight? Ooh. And they're like, what? Yeah. I ain't lost no weight, you Looking know. small. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're like 350 pounds of pure. 5% body fat. Yeah. But hey, the, the idea of them thinking that they've lost weight yeah. is the same thing as, you know, somebody that having eating issues thinking that they're fat, you know. Um, and I think that we, we bring those personalities on ourselves no matter what we do in life. You know, what whatever area of life that we're trying to represent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I think we just got to be careful about it. We got to be careful about who, who, and what we're representing, um, or we're going to find ourselves on a plane trying to open the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're trying to represent God and, and Jesus, trying to tell us that we're doing certain things. Like she didn't just like appear on the plane and going, you know what? I'm gonna. There's some things that happened in her life over time mm-hmm. that she didn't take care of. You know, yeah, some middle thing issues. You know, I just. I was uh, just talking to this young lady, one of this mother, that uh, her son was like he had all these goals and 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 things that he wanted to accomplish in life, and and as a young boy they put him on uh, they put him on meds for uh, ADD, and uh, but now you know he started college and what he's finding out he's 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 a whole lot more fun without the medication in his mm-hmm. social life. But what it's doing is take now he's not able to focus on his schoolwork. You know, he doesn't have any goals anymore because that medicine was helping them the areas that he was lacking in. Now that he's taking himself off the medicine because he's a fun dude mm-hmm. on the weekends, mm-hmm. but now he's dropped out of college mm-hmm. and all the dreams that he had been talking about until he got off his medicine, ambition, all of that stuff is gone. You know, and we don't just end up there. Yeah. You know, it's just things happen in life and, and situations and, and, you know, maybe, you know, you're, you're that guy that's never really had the girlfriend, but the, the, the cute girl finally like showed you some attention or yeah. whatever, whatever it may be, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we, we allow those things to have uh precedent in our life than the real value of, have a relationship with, with people and God and, and those different things. Um, 
But what he did was not be truthful with himself. Yeah, the whole lying thing was really just the main right. issue here. And, you know, and then what he's – the whole lying thing because they come out to say – you know, he he said in in his his uh, speech or whatever uh, that he he never knew that he was going to blow up on social media like this, and that it was all going to be cool. But then, no, nah, but it, yeah, but it was like all particular. Yeah, like, like he had written out a business plan, and yeah. and how he's going to have this many followers, and th- at this date, and and he was like hitting these goals to get where he wanted to be. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't one of those things that was just kind of sprung up on him, and. I could see. Can you imagine being fifteen years old, sixteen years old, and your TikTok channel just blows up, and you're, guy, yeah. you're 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 you know asking to be flown all over the world, and, and making these, uh, you know, just show up to parties and stuff. And, and oh, okay, such and such is going to be here, so you're attracting the crowd, mm-hmm. uh, so these you know rich people can make more money. Um, that will. That will mess 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 with you up, you know, and, and not being able to handle the fame and other than you know some people that kind of gradually like got famous, you know. Um, I think that was it, it's tough, and uh, you just have to have people in your life um, that can ground you. Mm-hmm. You know, I always have just just like this past this past Sunday, man. We were the the children's church had their play, right? Oh yeah. They did a great job. They did a great, great job. And we we had, like, everybody was outside. It wasn't time to open the doors to come in. And somebody asked me, hey, can we let them in? And uh, I was just like, I guess this is not my thing, mm-hmm. you know. Well, he took it as, yeah, go open the doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of this is not my thing. And uh, my wife was just like, hey. That wasn't the right thing to say. You're yeah. Like this is, you should have said this is not my thing. We have to have those people in our life that will bring that to us and that we would trust and that are not trying to hurt us. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously, even his biz- business partner that uh, the Liver King uh, that was all natural, he just took him for face value. Yeah, you know, if you're going to be a part of my company and we're selling these things, like, and you're kind of looking suspect. It's probably time to take a blood test. But it's not that he's looking. It's not just that he's looking suspect. It's that he's like he's he's in his forties or fifties. It's like yeah, forty five or something, something like that. that. And he got like significantly bigger than he was in his thirties. Yeah, uh, you know, once he decided, hey, I'm going to make this brand and do this whole thing. Yeah, and he and it's an insane amount of size he put on and. You know, just like the hardness of his muscles and like the way his abs pop out and all that stuff, and he did it at the age of forty. Yeah, natural compared to where he was. He looks like he looks like a chiseled rock. Like I mean, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not. It's not that like he did that. Like he'd been working on it since he was fifteen, and now he's thirty two, and he looks super jacked and ripped. And is good. it's not that. It's yeah. that he was like pretty average looking thirties. If from what I understand, and then now you know in his forties he's insanely jacked. Yeah, and yeah. So that guy, I mean, if you're a business partner, man, you you have you have some type of responsibility to to hold hold him accountable. And the guy's not just a business partner; he's a guy who knows what he's talking about as far as nutrition and yeah. stuff. So like, he he's should, actually a guy that does it in his fifties that looks. Yeah, so he should amazing. know. So he should at least have a little bit of an idea yeah. of what's possible and what's not. It's not that uh, you can't get more fit 
than you are in your 30s when you're in your 40s. Like, you can definitely do it yeah. uh, without taking anything crazy. But not looking like a monster. But, the, the yeah, the dude looks like, like a monster. Like The Rock. He keeps getting bigger and bigger the older he yeah, gets. Yeah, and he's in his 50s. He's still making huge gains. Yeah. Okay. And, he, and then, I don't, listen, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying that doing steroids is a bad thing. It might be a good, Conor McGregor, right? Uh-huh. Conor McGregor just, um, he broke his leg in half yeah. in one of his fights, right? Yeah. Well, they go through USADA, which is like the most strict drug um, testing program there is. It's the Olympic drug testing program that the UFC has on their guys. Mm-hmm. He opted out for over a year because he knew that to to get his leg back, he couldn't take vitamin C and vitamin D, mm-hmm. that he was going to have to take something that was way stronger to put his leg back together where, right. where it wouldn't happen again. So there is times that these things are needed, yeah. you know? Um, so, but you just have to be honest with it. And honestly with the, with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the liver King guy, like he could have still done all the same stuff and uh, he could have done it natural. And I think he still would have been pretty similarly successful. Yeah. Um, he could have done it enhanced, maybe not as enhanced as he did. Instead of spending 15 grand a month, maybe yeah. spending like he could have a few hundred. Testosterone. Because yeah. he's in his 40s or whatever. Uh, and just been honest about it. And everybody would have been totally okay with yeah. that. Uh, there's plenty of especially every guy in their 40s was just like yeah my yeah. testosterone's a little down yeah. I, I could use a little bit of help there and then, because, oh and you have some supplements that will help that too yeah okay good right. there's a there's a ton of YouTube fitness guys that uh, do that they're not as uh, characterized as right. him where they're grow their beard out and do all the crazy so not stuff, only you know? did this dude like because he used to wear like overalls everywhere and then the like the bigger he got like uh-huh. then he even just lost the whole shirt yeah he just never wears a like, shirt like he's just like found in like that's how our ancestors did it yeah he's just like found in these like fancy like you know uh restaurants where you have to wear jackets and he's just sitting no there, shirt no shirt massive beard big crazy <laughs> hair doesn't use soap you know because the ancestors didn't use soap do you shout Let's talk about that for a second. Get that natural bacteria. That's what they say. I think there's something to it. Yeah. I think that... No, that explains a lot because <laughs> this... No, I'm just kidding. I haven't smelled you. I'm sure you're fine. Um, I think we do use too many detergents. Yeah. I think we, we use too many soaps. Um, and I think that's why our... You see these new... Uh, uh, COVID's and different, well, COVID, I mean, depending on who you talk to, was like sent after us. Mm-hmm. But uh, all these d- new things that are antibiotics and stuff are not in the fighting anymore is because we are, um, you know, we're, we're washing away a lot of this. There's this, definitely something to it because yeah. the more you expose yourself to, okay, I'm, I don't know about biology and all that stuff, but yeah. from the little bit of things I've seen and watched random documentaries here and there, uh, the more you expose yourself to um, different, like, not diseases, but just bacteria right. in general, the like more your body gets used immunity to, type stuff. Yeah, the more your body gets used to being able to fight stuff off. So if you're if you're isolated and never around these things that are going to test your immune system, all your your system gets weak, and so you introduce the smallest amount of harmful bacteria, and it's not able to fight it off. Right. But that's how your body is with you know everything. You have to introduce some level of stress and uh, just something that's making you fight for it yeah. a little bit. Well, I think that's uh, – Or you can't handle it. 
I think it's it's good to do something hard. Mm-hmm. We need to do something hard every week. Like yeah. you need to test yourself if it's mental or physical, whatever it may be. Test yourself every week and do something hard. Do something outside of your that you would normally do to keep your brain sharp, you know. And that's why a lot of people you see a lot of these older people that doing crossword puzzles and different things like that because you got to you got to test yourself. I mean, your your brain is no different than your muscle where it needs to be worked out, you know. Yeah. Um, but as far as that, yeah. So what I what I'm really trying to say is, look, don't wash your hands. Yeah. No, bite your fingernails as much no as possible. Shampoo, no more sure. shampoo. Just go on all, all natural. <laughs> Yeah, all natural. The only thing I do ask is wear deodorant, mm. especially if you're going to come talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. You want an hour conversation and you want <laughs> to tell me about your life, I'll have some deodorant. But I you. really, there is something to, I'm going to use soap. I'm going to use the so, deodorant. I use it all. I know. use deodorant. Now, I'm not one of those guys that are just like, oh, I'm going to do everything natural, but I do use natural oatmeal soap. Mm. Oatmeal soap. Oatmeal soap. Okay. And the oatmeal is just there for, for more of like a scrub. To kind of like give you a little mm-hmm. bit of a bite, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, I use. But I think it's like anything where if you used less of the uh, soaps and lotions and all that stuff, yeah. you wouldn't. You probably wouldn't need it as much as you do. And right. the more you use it, the more your body kind of depends on it to have healthy skin and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I think so, you, so you definitely should use some. You know, yeah. please don't come around here smelling horrible <laughs> like that. But uh, if yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that like if you used less of it. You wouldn't depend on it as much as we do. Yeah. It's like if I don't wear deodorant, it's a problem. Oh, it's a problem for me oh, too. Yeah. yeah, it's all that. That's all that. Tra- it's all that trapped in steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for us this week, and we love you. This is the Refuge Project.